0: Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information, and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and on the final episode of the Beef Edge Podcast for 2022, I'm delighted to be joined by Chagas Dry Stock Advisor, Christy Watson, based in Nays, County Kildare. As Christy retires this year, he gives his insights into changes and challenges that he's seen over the past four decades. Christy, you're very welcome. When you first joined Chagas, Talk me through how you first got into advisory and your career in Chagas.
1: I did a degree in UCD and a uh, master's, and I joined Chagas then in uh, 85, October 85, and uh, started in, in at Leitrim uh, in education. Then I went to Kildare for a short while and then joined the advisory service in Wicklow uh, for 10 years and then uh, doing dry stock and dry stock again. Then I moved over in 95 to Kildare. So I've been in Kildare ever since uh, Tristock Advisor.
0: A huge amount of experience across education and across a number of different counties. What were the main challenges that you've seen on beef farms over that time, Christy?
1: Well, I suppose when I joined Catherine, it was probably one of the worst uh, summer, wet summers we've had. Uh, uh, There was a huge father crisis looming in autumn 85. Um, And as I, you know, as we progressed through, the other thing I suppose that comes to mind is there was a lot of financial pressure on farmers back in the early 80s interest rates were very high so you know some of the first work i was involved with was you know going through uh, financial planning with farmers and i suppose that was um th- that that was a big area um family farms were under pressure because interest rates had been so high um and uh, that that there was there was a good deal of work in that the other thing, I suppose, just going back to maybe the way, uh, farming has changed. One of the big campaigns the advisor service got involved in, in the eighties was to increase the suckler cow herd. You know, with with um, the milk quotas coming in, then there was obviously a decline uh, in the availability of raw material for the for the the beef farmers. So suckler uh, numbers were much lower than they are now. So there was a big campaign launched to increase suckler uh, cow numbers in the 80s and that was one of the the you know I suppose that was the, the there was a lot of emphasis to 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 get suckler cow numbers up at the time because they could see that the raw material for the beef side of the business was going to decline with the um with the reduction in um uh, availability of calves on the dairy herd um and I suppose over that period of you know over the following years then there was there was a fairly substantial increase in in the suckler business um, at farm
0: level I suppose the EU and government policies, they've also shaped agriculture over the past number of decades. What did you see as the main influences from that side of things, do you think?
1: Agriculture p- policy, you, you in particular, um, you know, the annual budgets were a big point of interest among everybody in agriculture. To see, you know, for the various development plans coming from Brussels, uh, uh, what funding was available. And the funding had a major impact on, I suppose, structural change in agriculture and also um, allowing uh, farmers to farm families to to invest in their in the farm um with the, with the help of grant aid. And we then saw the introduction of maybe direct payments um, in the early 80s. The, you know, the, we, we, towards the end of the 80s, we saw the, the introduction of direct payments and suckler uh, cow premia and beef premia. And I suppose that uh, introduced a whole new way of looking at things, not alone were farmers producing uh, food, but they also... You know, had to manage that the the financial aspect of it, and uh, and and comply with the various schemes. So that's continued at a pace uh, ever since. And um, and lots of things had changed. I suppose the structure of beef changed in the sugar industry when it declined. You know, the um uh, there wasn't the, the 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 raw material there, the the beef, and particularly um, the change from a high level of mixed farming to maybe slightly more specialised farming, uh, uh, cattle, sheep, and tillage the decline of the beet industry had an impact on cattle and, and and livestock farms at the time um and uh you know so they they were some of the main ones the big thing i suppose that has happened over the last was 25 years is the impact of it in uh in agriculture um with the imposition of eu schemes uh, they had to be managed at farm level and you know various stocking rates had to be calculated so there was a, i suppose that was the the dawn of of uh information technology computerization at at farm level um and they were uh, they were you know that that happened particularly at uh on beef farms um over that period of time um technically uh there's been you know a lot of improvements at, at farm level you know there's been a big emphasis particularly for the last 20 years or so on on grass and and, and paddock grazing and um, and those you know those sort of uh uh, improvements have made a big difference to the bottom line on, on farms.
0: A huge amount of changes, Christy, that you've seen over the past number of decades. From your experience, where do you think the most technical improvements have been at farm level?
1: Yeah, I, I think the biggest improvement at farm level has been the utilisation of grass and the the importance of grass and the the, the benefit farmers can see in reducing costs of production and the, the increased utilization of grass that i think is probably uh, one of the biggest ones um and um, with concentrate use uh, being reduced uh and um that 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 i think probably has had one of the ma- major impacts um one of the biggest impacts there uh, and that again along with that then is a, an increased awareness of fertilizer use and matching uh, fertilizer use to to grass growth you know that 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 has been uh, uh um, that has been I think one of the major technical improvements at farm breeding as well the impact of breeding um there has been phenomenal uh progress made in the whole beef side uh and and in the sheep side as well uh with the with the with the new breeding programs that uh, have been come into place particularly with the introduction of icbF and farmers have a vast array of information now to 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 rank a, a bull or a ram if they're buying them in our breeding stock and you know that wasn't available back in, in the 80s so they're they're on the breeding side of it and 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 on the nutrition from the point of view of grass uh, it, it, they have been I think some of some of the major ones there and they'll be the focus of I suppose further improvement over the next number of years as well and will offer uh, a, 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 a a solution and an aid to the challenges that are there in relation to the whole issue of climate change.
0: And you have always been a key advocate for grass, especially with your involvement with the Irish grassland association from a grassland point of view, where do you see the scope for improvements at farm level?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's, you know, with the, with the reduction, with the increasing cost of chemical fertilizer, um, more will have to be got with less. So at, at that will encourage people to make greater utilization of, of grass and, um, more developments really in 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 grazing management. Maybe running bigger bigger groups of cattle cattle, cattle rather than having four or five groups of cattle, moving them into larger groups um, and sizes, so that you know it's much easier to to manage grass at at farm level. Uh, I think that will, and further further improvement in or increase maybe in in grass measurement, you know, that people, farmers can see and look at, um, you know, how much grass they need to grow. So how much nutrients they need as well. Um, so I, I, I think there's still, there is still scope for uh, further improvement from the grass side of it. But certainly people who have gone down that road have reaped the benefits and 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 nobody has gone back to, um, you know, from, particularly from a paddock grazing system.
0: Most definitely. And you mentioned there the fodder shortage and issues that there were in 1985. And I suppose there's something we've seen in more recent years. Looking to the future, what do you see as the challenges for the future on beef farms?
1: I suppose the one thing we need, I suppose we, we we need to forget is, you know, there are bee farms, there are family farms, um, there's a family to be supported there, and, you know, there's going to be ongoing income challenges, and there has been for the last uh, period of time. So I suppose that's the biggest challenge that, um, you know, farmers can maintain, they can be maintained as viable and um, uh, that the farms can develop and provide a, a, a decent level of income, while at the same time, uh, there is, you know, a, a lot of pressure on on um, everybody in Ireland, not alone just the agriculture industry from the point of view of, of climate change. Um, and uh, farmers are very good to adopt and they've adopted new practices over the last 30, 40 years and they, they will continue to do so. And uh, so, they're probably the biggest challenge, and we we needn't forget climate change. Um, The cost of fertilizer, uh, you know, it's 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 very high at the moment. It's difficult to see, um, you know, it's difficult to justify uh, at farm level. Depending, it'll be very important that farmers will utilize it as uh, as best uh, because it's going to because of the high cost.
0: And looking back at the years in your career and the amount of experience and thousands of farmers you've worked with what advice have you for farmers starting into beef farming
1: i suppose the one thing i think we all need to remember it's it's a very you know family farmers feed a lot of people the core business is of producing food so i think farmers need to be you know um, um, take be proud of the business they're in, they're producing food for us all and for many, many people across the world, you know, and that's um, that's a very noble business to be involved with. So um, for young people, I suppose the science is the big one. And, and maybe I'm it to, to say that the new scientific developments in grass breeding, animal breeding, you know, they're there. The science is proven, you know, on on on, on in research. And it, it it does work at farm level uh, and it's repeatable. You might get uh, seasonal changes from one thing to another, but the most important thing is somebody starting in is to look at look at it from a scientific and business point of view, look at the finances and look at the technical aspect um, and keep bear those two in mind and you know that's that, that that's the, the bedrock of, of a solid solid business going forward. So look at be aware of the finances. Keep a close watch at the finances, but also be willing to uh, adopt to new uh, new te- technical information, new scientific uh, data. Science is proven over over time has, has worked.
0: Thanks very much, Christy, and on behalf of all your colleagues in Chagas and farmers that you've worked with during the years, thanks very much for everything, and I wish you a very happy retirement and all the best in 2023.
1: Thank you, Catherine. And look, it was an absolute pleasure dealing with, with yourself and, and, and the support of all my colleagues and dealing with farm families um, across the areas i worked with. It was an absolute privilege to to work with farm families over that period of time. And um, I, I, I wish everybody in the beef business and uh, all of the best for the future. Thank you, Catherine.
0: My thanks to Christy for joining me on the show. Wishing you all a very happy new year. And you can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef program, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan, and thanks for listening.